Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, Everyday Dialogue with Fabian Morgan. Um, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about loads of different stuff, just everyday conversations we have with friends, with family, um, some of our thoughts, whether it's about relationships, love, money, career, regrets, decisions, good decisions, bad decisions, you name it, we'll talk about it. On this podcast, I'll be talking about some of our personal experiences, my perception and my perspective on many different things. And also I'll be having some guest speakers come on as well to speak with me. Some of them will be friends. Some of them will be people I've admired and they'll be talking about their everyday experience. So this podcast is for us everyday people that's out there living our life and just trying to survive each and every day. So welcome. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Everyday Dialogue, the podcast. I think as human beings, when we're asked the question, what do we want out of life? I think one of the most common responses people tend to give, including myself, is we want to be happy. Now, saying that we want to be happy is quite vague, as there's so many different variations of what happiness looks like to us individually. But I think when people say they want to be happy, I think ultimately what we are saying is that we want freedom. We want to be free whether that's freedom of choosing who to marry, freedom of choosing who we want to spend the rest of our life with, freedom of choosing our friends, freedom of traveling the world, financial freedom, independence, whatever type of freedom it is, I think ultimately we all want freedom because I think by having freedom in all aspects of our life will lead to what they call the absolute state of well-being, which is something that's very difficult to obtain because it's very difficult for us to have freedom in all areas of our life at the exact same time. But it's not impossible. Now, I was doing research on wellness and well-being because a part of us living a happy life is ensuring that we have a good well-being and our mental state is in a good place. And during my research, I came across something called the Six Dimensions of Wellness, which was created by Dr. Bill Hetler, who's the co-founder of the National Wellness Institute. Now, this framework has been used across thousands of organizations around the world as a way of identifying the different areas in our life that we need to look at and we need to be happy in, in order for us to have that great and absolute state of well-being. Number one, occupational wellness. Now, it's important that we're happy in that area whether that's job satisfaction, um, making sure that we endure what we do. Are we in a very good work environment? Are there career rewards in our workplace? Do we feel valued? Do we feel appreciated at work? Um, is there level of progression? Are we able to progress and, and, and move up the ladder in our workplace? These are things that help us have better well-being, have better positive attitude, and also it, it shows that we're appreciated. And I think as human beings, we all want to be seen, we want to be valued, and we want to be appreciated. Like right now, one of my best friends is having a really, really difficult time at work. And she's in a very, very toxic work environment. And as I'm speaking to her about it, I can see it pouring into other areas of her life. Like when she's had a really bad day at work, when she comes home, she's not able to give her partner 100% because she's in a bad mood or she might have to take a bit of time for herself to shake the mood off before she can be in a good mood. I'm sure to an extent it might impact the kids because obviously she might be mentally drained. 
So this is one of the reasons why I, having a good well-being in our occupation is so important. How many times you've done a job that you didn't love or didn't like and it's affected your mental health because you're just doing it because you know you need to pay your bills, but it's not something you really, really want to do. And decisions like that, it's so crucial. That's why I always believe it's not important to just do something for the money. Because if you don't love it or if you're not passionate about it, it's just not going to be fulfilling. And a part of us being happy and having good well-being and taking care of ourselves is getting some sort of fulfillment out of everything that we do. Like right now, I work in healthcare and I'm someone that's super money motivated and I do want to make really, really good money. But I also love what I do. I love my career. I don't wake up every day thinking, oh my God, I'm dreading going to work. I actually look forward going to work. So this is why having a good occupational environment is so crucial to our well-being. I remember the first time I had a really toxic work experience was when I was working at McDonald's at the time. I was, I think I started working there when I was like 17, 17, 18. I worked there for three years till I was about 21, 21, 22. And I remember the first two years was great. Some of my friends that I've still got now, I actually met working there when we worked together. But we had a manager that came in and took over the service like two years in of me being there. And the work environment changed. He was very ruthless. He um, morally put down a lot of the staff and made people feel small just so he can feel big. He brought the morale down in the workplace. He really, really put people down. He made people walked on eggshells around him. And so many members of staff called in sick. So many people quit the job. And I remember clearly because the environment was so bad and at the time I was living on my own, I needed to pay my bills. I switched to working nights. I ended up working five nights a week instead of day shifts for a year just so I didn't have to see him. Occasionally, he would come on the night shift, but it was far and few in between. And I did that just so I could have some level of peace of mind at work. And it really, really negatively impacted me. I remember going to work when I was on the day shift. I didn't really want to go, but I had no choice because I had bills to pay. And that's one of the worst situations for us to be in as human beings feeling like you're being forced to do something because you have no choice but not doing it because you want to do it. And this is where freedom ties in. You want the freedom to be in a career or be in a job that you want because you want to be there, not because you feel like you have to. And this is why it's so important that whatever career decision you make, whatever profession you go in, make sure it's something you really want to do. Make sure it's something you're passionate about. And if you don't feel valued or if you don't feel loved or if the environment isn't positive, make the changes necessary because as much as we might not want to admit it, it's very hard sometimes to compartmentalize. When you're having a really bad day at work, that will seep into your personal life at some point, especially if the issue is an ongoing issue that never changes on a day-to-day -day basis. So occupational well-being and wellness is very, very important. Number two, social wellness. Our social environment is so important. It's important that you're in a good environment in terms of friends, a good environment in terms of community, in terms of social clubs, any sort of groups that you're a part of. You want to be in a group that is positive, that you feel safe, that you feel loved. Um, 
your personal relationships. You want to ensure that the, your relationship with your partner is a healthy one. You want to make sure you've got a good relationship with your family, with your friends, getting involved in any type of charity work that you're doing. These are things that really um, contributes towards our wellness. I mean, I remember being in a relationship at, um, where I wasn't even happy at one point and it seeped into my friendships in terms of my friends can see it. They know when you're miserable, they know when you're not happy. And especially if you're living with the person, that can really, really affect you. A few weeks ago, I went to see one of my friend. Um, she was, she's starting her own podcast and I went to help her set it up. And while we were talking, we were talking about my ex. I can't even remember how we went into the topic. And she actually said to me, she remembered a massive argument that me and him had one time. She's at Fabian. I remember we were walking to this event that we were going to together and you received a phone call from him and your mood changed. You were so angry that you even walked away from me for a bit to vent on the phone. And when she brought it up, I remember that was the same day I ended that relationship. I remember feeling super frustrated, feeling like nothing was going to change. And I remember after that, we went to that event and I went back to the house. I told him the relationship is done. So it's so important that your personal relationships and connections and the environment that you're in is positive. Have you ever been, a, been in a group that you didn't even really want to be in or being in an environment where you don't feel wanted? That's one of the worst feelings in the world. So it's important that we choose the environment and the friends and the family we want to keep around. There's been times when I've had to end relationship with family members because it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my mental peace. It doesn't serve my soul. It just doesn't serve me. So be mindful of the social group that you keep because that plays a huge, huge part in your wellness. Number three, physical wellness. How many times we neglect our body and what our body's telling us? I mean, I'm definitely someone that's been guilty of that. But there's so many ways our physical wellness would lead to our overall wellness as well. In terms of our nutrition and diet, are we trying as much as possible to make sure we have a, a balanced diet? This year, I've definitely made some um, changes with my eating habit because <clears throat> I realized that I am an emotional eater. A lot of the times when I'm going through depression or I'm going through really difficult times in my personal life, I binge eat. And that's something that I'm learning to look at and learning to address as that's not really a good coping strategy that I need to have because that's going to damage me in the long run. So ensuring that you're having a much more balanced diet because some fibers and some foods give you more energy than others. There's some food that makes us more lazy. So all these different things tie in with us. Um, with with our physical health. In terms of medical self-care, how many of us are actually going to the clinic every six months to get a checkup? And I'm not just talking about people that are single. I'm talking about people that are in relationships. It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not. You should go to the clinic and get tested. Even if it's once a year, I definitely think that's something that everybody should do. Um, I definitely go every six months to the clinic, get my, get my standard checkup. Um... I also ensure that I get a yearly checkup at the hospital, at the GP, just to make sure that everything's okay. I do my blood tests, make sure I check up my health. Because so many times, and I've been guilty of this in the past, we bury our heads in the sand thinking, oh, I feel fine, there's nothing wrong with me. And sometimes just these random checkups is how people find out very early that they've 
got cancer or find out very early that they've got a tumour or find out very early that they've got some sort, they're, they're on pace to get diabetes, but there's time to reverse it. So going to get a checkup is a very good act of self-care, ensuring that you're looking after yourself, understanding your body, knowing the signs in your body when you're not feeling well, something's off okay, I'm feeling a bit more fatigued recently than usual. I'm coming down with a cold. I'm getting frequent headaches. These are things that as human beings, we need to pay attention to and don't ignore it because you just never know. So looking after our physical body has so many psychological benefits because that improves our self-esteem. When you feel healthy, when you feel alive, when you feel physically active and, and physically um, energized, you, you, you just become an overall better human being and you just, you just give off a better energy. I definitely know I do. I definitely feel that since I've kind of made some slight changes to my diet and I've just been, um, I've, the last few months I've done some more exercise than I usually would do. I've felt better within myself by doing that. One physical practice that my partner, actually shared with me which really really makes a difference and I remember how we had this conversation so you know like as humans we get up every morning we make our bed we tie it we and then we go to get ready and then we go to work now with me I make my bed every day but if I'm going through a really really low period or going through a really really difficult time sometimes I'm like ah fuck it I ain't making the bed today but my partner shared something that was very powerful to me I, I remember in the first few months we met and he said no matter what happens, make the bed. He said it pays to make the bed because the bed is the place that you spend most of your time sleeping. So look after the place that, you, that, that gives you your rest. And that resonated with me when he said that. So even just getting up every morning, whether you're having a really bad day or whether you wake up on the wrong side of the bed or whatever, just by making that bed is a kind act to yourself to actually start the day and since we've had that conversation I make my bed every single day doesn't matter whether I'm sad doesn't matter whether I'm depressed doesn't matter even if I'm not motivated to do it just by making the bed makes such a massive difference number four intellectual wellness now intellectual wellness is doing stuff that um, stimulates your intellectualism. So whether that's creating mental activities to do, and that can be meditation, that can be reading, um, developing a new knowledge and skills. So for example, my partner recently started learning the ukulele and I can just see he's just so happy since he started doing that. Like it's made such a difference. And even though it's something so simple and so small, it's it's a, it's a, an activity that's really, really benefited his mental well-being. He feels good about himself because now he's playing a brand new instrument. He's learning something new. And it just shows you as human beings, our mind gets stimulated when we, when we have to figure things out or when we have to learn new things. Problem solving is another way of stimulating your intellectual. That's something that that I enjoy doing, whether it's doing a puzzle or whether it's doing a doing um, a crossword, whatever it is, sharing knowledge. How many times we've learned something new and, you know, you call that friend and be like, oh, my God, you won't believe what I've learned today. Or you're doing a, a degree or you're, you're studying and you're learning something new. 
going to therapy and finding a deeper meaning to your behavior patterns and why you do things and unlocking the real reason why you have certain levels of trauma. Those are things that really, really feeds our wellness because as humans, we like to know things. Look at, look at the evolution of the human race over the last hundreds of years where we are with technology. We like to seek answers to questions. That's just the natural um, part of our biological makeup as human beings. We're very intrigued creatures. We want to go to space. We're constantly finding something new. And it's important that we keep stimulating ourselves, keep doing, doing things and trying new things. If you've got a hobby that you want to learn, but you've been procrastinating at it, just fucking do it. Like one of my goals for the new year, I've said to myself is I want to go back to reading more books because that's something I grew up doing. I love reading. I love learning new things. And over the last year, I kind of fell off that wagon. And that's something I said to myself, I definitely want to go back to getting into. So I've started reading a, a book already this year and I'm just going to keep reading and, and, and carry on. So this is an area that I can definitely see why it's so important to our well-being because by not having any sort of knowledge or education or not feeding your soul or not learning anything new, we feel stagnant. We feel stupid. Have, have you ever been in a room having a conversation with a group of people that you would you would say are very intelligent and you felt stupid because you're thinking, how do I not know this? How am I not a part of the conversation? And it's not like they maybe studied in that field, but you can just tell based on the conversation they have that they seek knowledge, they seek information. And it's so important as human beings that we seek knowledge and seek information. I actually said to one of my friends the other day, I said to her, you don't like to learn things because she's the type of person that the minute she just, it, unless something happens for her to know that information, she just don't want to know. And I was just encouraging her, saying to her, you just, that's something that you need to work on. Try and learn new things, try and read books, just try and open your horizon and open your understanding. As humans, we even become better communicators the more intellectual we become because you have better understandings of do's and don'ts, understanding people's feelings, becoming better listeners. So there's an overall benefit of us being more intellectual as human beings. So that's something I definitely agree with. I think personally for me, since I've gone to therapy, since I've done more work on myself, since I've had more conversations with different people and I've read more books about self-awareness and just things to feed my mind, I've become a better person overall. And I encourage every and anyone to do the same because that's, that's one area that you would never be sorry of doing something like that in. Number five, spiritual wellness. Spiritual wellness is so crucial to us as individuals because we, we have something in us that like to search for meaning and purpose within the human existence. And that can be anything for anyone. There's some people who are Buddhist, some people that are Christians, some people that are Muslim, some people that are believe in science. There's, we all want to find some sort of meaning and purpose in our human existence. And it's so important wherever we find that, whether it's through meditation, um, whether it's through our personal values and beliefs and our personal identity, those are things that we hold dear to ourselves. Like, um, I know who I identify as and I and I know my values and my personal belief. And, and these are things that I'm proud of. These are values 
that I that I stand with and I stand in my truth on and I believe it and no one can sway my values and belief and it's so important that we have that mindset and we believe in something but also being open to learning about other people's values and beliefs like I hate people that not hate okay hate is a strong word but I really dislike people that's got that mentality that it's only their values and their beliefs and nothing no one else values and beliefs matter no we're living in the 21st century it's important that we're open to other people's ways and other people's beliefs and way of doing things our way isn't necessarily the only way our way isn't necessarily the right way there's other ways of doing things as well and i just think as human beings it's just important for us to be open but to also still have our values and beliefs and align yourself with people that have similar values and beliefs as you because I think sometimes if you're spending time with people that their values and beliefs are so far removed from yours, it's very difficult to have a relationship with them. And even friendship. Um, another thing that spirituality leads us to is allowing us to think, what impact do we want to leave on the human race when we die? I'm sure many of us think that. What do we want people to say about us when we die? I know for me, I want to be remembered for someone that was positive, someone that made people laugh, someone that was a very good friend, someone that people can rely on. Like, that's what I want to be known as when I die. I want people to look back and say, do you know what? Fabian was a great friend. Fabian was a great partner. Fabian was a great son. Fabian was a great whatever it is. But I just want to impact other people's lives in a positive way. And it can be what through um, a word of encouragement, whatever it is, I just want to leave the world being a positive influence on others. So it's important for us to think about what do we want to be remembered for? Because you don't want to be remembered as somebody that was mean, somebody that was evil, somebody that, you know, you know, those people that they die and only two people show up to their funeral because they were such horrible, horrible human beings. And I never want to leave that legacy behind when I die. I want to leave back a positive legacy and I want people to remember me for inspiring them as well in some ways if 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 they found anything I did inspiring whatever that may be so spirituality is definitely important I think as humans it gives us a sense of purpose number six emotional wellness so emotional wellness so emotional wellness is definitely important because I think we need to ensure that our 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 emotions are always intact because I think sometimes as humans we're so destabilized emotionally and it can sometimes be as a result of some time of some type of trauma maybe you were raised in a house where you were supposed to be seen and not be heard so you never really was raised to emotionally articulate yourself or express yourself about how you feel. And that has led to you suppressing your emotions. And then that becomes damaging to your friendships, to your relationships, because you keep the lid on things until you reach the point where you actually want to explode. And that's not healthy for anyone. Um, in emotion, in being emotional, one thing that's so crucial is self-awareness. Because I find that there are a lot of people out there who has no level of self-awareness. And I, I can put my hand up and I can say I've been guilty of that as well. Where it's so easy for us to spot a, a problem or a flaw in another human being. 
But when it comes to spotting it in ourselves, we struggle to do it. When it comes to spotting it in ourselves, that's something that we definitely struggle with. Um, Self-awareness is so important because it makes you a better person when it comes to dealing with your relationships. Like, since I've started doing the work on myself and understanding myself and doing therapy, I have a better understanding of who I am as a person and also some of my character flaws. And by being aware of your character flaws, it allows you to work on certain things without being defensive. You're more accountable because if someone brings something to your attention, you can own it and say, yes, I did mess up in that area. And self-awareness is so crucial for every single person as an individual, because if you don't have self-awareness, someone could be saying, look, you're doing this to me. I don't appreciate it. I'm not happy. And it's so easy for it to be dismissed because you, as far as you're aware, that ain't who you are and you don't align with whatever that person is saying to you. So it is important that we have some level of self-awareness. I heard um, there's a famous podcast called The Diary of a CEO and the host of the podcast was saying that he had an employer that worked for him and the employer was someone that was constantly reading books, constantly educating himself, constantly seeking new knowledge, spoke about inspirational things and things that he wanted to do. But the guy said he constantly had different staff members coming to him complaining about that member of staff, talking about how mean they are, talk, saying all sorts of stuff. And it really shocked him because he's thinking to himself, this person is doing a lot of research, a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of just educating himself on so many things. But he wasn't applying any of the things that he was learning because so many people was complaining about him. And he realized in that moment that that member of staff had no self-awareness. There was no self-awareness of how damaging his behavior was to other people. And this is why self-awareness is so important because until you have self-awareness, you will never own your shit. You won't. And I remember there were times even in my relationship now where my partner used to bring stuff to my attention, especially in the beginning. And I would be very, very defensive, but it was because I didn't have any sort of self-awareness. But when I went back, sat down and reflected, I was like, do you know what? He's actually right. I am doing so-and-so and that what I'm doing is negatively impacting other people. And because I was able to get that self-awareness by sitting down and reflecting and looking at myself and looking inwards, I was able to make certain, certain changes to myself to ensure that I'm not negatively damaging and impacting the close people that I considered friends and loved ones in my lives. It's important that we manage our feelings as well. Managing your feelings doesn't necessarily mean suppressing how you feel, but being able to have conversations when you feel some type of way, rather than sitting on it and then exploding. Understanding our own behavior patterns, having realistic assessments of our own personal limitations, how many times we set unexpected expectations to do things or achieve certain things that we might not have the financial capacity to achieve or might not have the knowledge to achieve or not be in the space to achieve it or not even in the mental state to achieve it. Being able to cope with stress. As you know, life is going to have ups and downs. Ups and downs is going to happen. How do you manage your, your, your stress at home, your stress in your relationship, your stress with work? giving and receiving emotional support. That's something that's really, really important. So emotional wellness is really crucial because this is what connects us with other people. And this is what allow us to not 
build up resentment and not to hold on to things. Because I, I, I definitely believe that when you sit and hold on to things and you don't speak on it, it manifests through your physical health. And I've said this to someone that, um, that I know that I remember one time, it was years ago, he had a heart attack and when he recovered from it and we spoke and stuff like that, he was someone that was constantly stressed about so many things, stressed about money, stressed about family life, stressed with people in his circle and things like that. And, but he never spoke about it. He would let things build up. And as a result, it was reflected in his physical health. So making sure that you have a healthy emotional wellness benefits not just your internal well-being, but your physical well-being as well. Because whatever you hold on to will show up in your physical health. So yeah, guys, so those are the six areas that it's important that we actually look at. If we can ensure that we have good, healthy balance in those area, overall, that will benefit our, our, our overall well-being. And studies have shown that it works. And a lot of um, organizations use this model and it definitely, definitely works. I think I want to end this podcast by just talking about gratitude. I think it's important, guys, that as we spend this festive seasons with our friends and with our families, that we we think of gratitude because it's so easy for us to focus on the things that we don't have, the things that we want but haven't achieved yet and where we're not in life. But how often do we really sit down and be grateful for what we have and where we are in our life. Um, I was having a conversation with my, partner, with my partner recently and one of the things we both decided we're gonna start doing, um, we've ordered it, is we've ordered gratitude books. We're gonna start practicing um, daily gratitude. So every morning when we wake up, we're gonna write down a list of things that we are grateful for. And it can be something small, but just by starting your day in that positive mindset, we'll have such a positive impact on your overall well-being and on my overall well-being that's one of the reasons why I definitely want to do it so just to close this podcast I'm actually going to do a gratitude list with you guys so the first thing guys I want to be I want to give gratitude for is my partner I'm grateful for him I'm grateful that I've got a healthy relationship. I'm grateful that he's been an amazing support system for me. I'm really, really grateful that he's in my life and that we're building a life together and we're working together and we're, we're offering that support for each other. He's one of my biggest cheerleaders and I always say this and I absolutely love him. So I love you, Steve. So thank you for being there for me and I'm excited for our, our future together and I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for you. I've learned so much since I've been with you about myself and just about life in general and you're definitely someone that I look up to in terms of you work on yourself every single day to be a better person and I find that very inspiring. The second thing I want to be grateful for my gratitude list, I'm grateful for my home. Um, I think sometimes I forget how blessed and fortunate I am to live in such an amazing house and being able to have a garden and having a detached house. I know that's something for a lot of people, that's a luxury. So there's times when I think I forget and I neglect how grateful I am for it, but I really, really am grateful that we live in the home that we live in. It's peaceful, the area is quiet, 
we're in a nice open green space we can go for nice walks we can get fresh air there's there's trees there's there's fresh air around us it's just such a really positive environment and being in this house has definitely helped my mental health for sure so I'm grateful for my home and my third thing on my list I want to add for today is I'm grateful for my mom I'm grateful for her because she's someone that I definitely think is resilient she's someone that um, despite all the ups and downs and the challenges she's faced in life she's always been able to smile been able to impact people in a positive way and growing up she's always been a, a, a good role model for me I've heard stories from people that's had horrible parents that's never made them feel loved and I've never not felt loved by my mom so I definitely want to highlight that that she's someone that I love and she's someone that I appreciate and those are the three things for my gratitude list today and I know many of you guys might think oh my god I don't know where to start with this well-being stuff or with this gratitude stuff or don't know where to start when it comes to working on myself or building myself or just doing any of this work and I'll tell you exactly where to start start with making your bed every single day just start with that that alone is an act of kindness to yourself at the start of your day so remember it pays to make the bed thank you for listening and i hope you have an amazing christmas and an even better new year thank you at the end of this video guys i would really appreciate it if you could subscribe rate the podcast and also leave a review these are things that will definitely help more people to know about us.